All right, what's going on, everybody? It's Josh McCabe here, host Overflow Beyond the Music, the podcast. So good to be with you right now. Got a great interview for you today with Micah Tyler, and we got to catch up a few weeks ago, maybe a little bit, uh, maybe a month ago. And uh, at the time, we were kind of about two weeks into this COVID-19 lockdown, stay-at-home orders, quarantine stuff. And uh, so you'll hear a bit of it in our conversation, as that definitely was some of the perspective that we were talking through at the time. But uh, here we are on May 11th, and uh, it has been an interesting few weeks, I guess. And, you know, I just want to encourage you, just wherever you're at, to continue to pray, continue to um, believe that that there will be uh, some semblance of normalcy again in the future. Continue to pray for healthcare workers and our leaders who are making decisions and trying to figure out how to best do this thing. But so glad you're with us, honestly. Uh, And I hope that this podcast can be maybe a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of fun. And maybe a little bit of an encouragement and challenge. And I love my conversation with Micah Tyler. I hadn't met him before. I hadn't had a chance to speak with him before. And, uh, man, I I love this guy. So you're going to love this conversation. So why don't we just head on into my conversation with Micah Tyler here on Overflow Beyond the Music. All right, well, here I am, and we finally figured it out because Zoom is all the rage right now. And everybody, man, I should have bought stock in Zoom. I should have been a Zoom um, ambassador. If Zoom was a multi-level marketing program right now, I would be like platinum level earning all the money. Because everyone's on Zoom right now. And here, just hocking it left and right. Oh, yeah. And we're getting late to this conversation because I'm not sure I can figure out how to send a meeting invite properly. But Micah Tyler has been so gracious to still make this happen. So welcome to the podcast, Micah Tyler. Bro, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm just grateful that, that the internet in Buna, Texas is functioning today. So that's a, that's a good start to the convo already. You know, I, I think I've been a little concerned about internet lately because I, I just feel like everybody is streaming like 4K stuff right now. And like, I want to freaking refresh like uh, a photo of my kids or something like that. And it's taking forever to load. I'm like, who? Everybody's watching everything above me right now in this place. <laughs> yeah. There's like five Netflix happening in your general vicinity right now without you even knowing it. Absolutely. How how many different, if you're to make an estimate, how many different subscription services do you have for viewing going on in your house? Let's see. We are, we've got Hulu, we've got Netflix, Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. That was a new addition in, in light of our situation. Um, and then there's lots of music stuff. We've got Spotify, we've got, you know, Apple Music, yeah. we've got Pandora, we've got those things as well. So we are bombarded with all sorts of different uh, things. But what we find ourselves mostly doing is just like hanging out, which has been fun too. That's good, man. So uh, tell me... The original streaming service. Exactly, right? Tell me a little bit about uh, <laughs> about your family and, and what sort of dynamic you got going on in your house right now. Hey, uh, I have got a wife, Casey, been married for 16 years this past February, and uh, I've got three kiddos. Um, my youngest is Seth is six. Um, uh, Hannah is my next. She's 12. And then my oldest son, Noah, just turned 14 like four days ago. So we had his 14 birthday party. Amazing. Which is kind of fun. Amazing. So we just kind of hung out. 
try to make the most of it, Nerf Wars and like everything that kind of is, is included into hanging out around your house all day. And so, which is also the reason why I'm in my bathroom talking to you right now is because I've got four other people that are all over our house. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like 14 oh. is that age though. And I can only imagine maybe 12, but it's like, oh, I'm so bored. Oh, right. Like, do you know how much more you have to do than we did? <laughs> yeah, like go find a rock. That's what I did. Yeah, totally. Make make your own like baseball game or something. Like that's it. Well, d- luckily he's found all the seasons of Dude Perfect. So at, at, at this point, Good. right now, he's at least like we, we've got ping pongs flying around our house, also trying to make it into cups everywhere, and we've got different Dude Perfect shots happening around. So that's at least giving us a little bit of. Praise the Lord for Dude Perfect. Well, your quarantine party sounds pretty fun. Um, my kids are, my daughter's eight and my son's five. Um, so currently everything in my office slash studio is a drum for my son who's five. Um, he's yeah. put on a lot of concerts though. He uh, he was very upset. We couldn't start the concert because he didn't have his in-ear pack batteries in. Uh, he was very upset at the tech for not putting the batteries <laughs> in and having fresh batteries. Yeah. I get it, buddy. Like, I mean, listen, if that happens to me, I'm just as, how, how unprofessional is it going to get around here? You know? Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, you know, we've all, we've all been through some stuff. We were all trying to make it work, but, uh, what, what were you up to? What was life like before sort of all this craziness happened before, uh, we found ourselves staying at home? I mean, it was, it was like literally the exact opposite of what we're doing now. Like everything was happening. We were, Finishing up a new album. Um, uh, we've been living in a single wide mobile home for nine years. That was kind of part of our story of stepping out and doing this full time. Um, was I was a youth pastor before uh, when I when I first started. Like when I picked up a guitar, I was twenty. So I bought I bought a guitar, hoping one of the kids in the youth group would learn to play it. Um, and I started in youth ministry at eighteen. So a couple years in, started started getting kids trying to play the guitar. None of them wanted to do it, so I taught myself how to play. And so at twenty seven, we stepped out and. Started doing music full time, felt the calling to step out and do that. Um, and it, part of that was us like selling over half of what we own. We bought this little, little trailer to live in. And so, uh, we've been there for nine years. It made nine years of ministry this past January. And so we were actually in the middle of selling that trailer. Wow. Yeah. Um, we were trying to get, we were finishing building a house, which we're in right now. Um, we were finishing up an album, uh, was getting ready to go on tour. Um, I mean, life was just like, happening on, on, on all cylinders at that yeah. point, just like running and gunning and going. And so all the way up until <clears throat> whenever this whole thing kind of shook out for the, when, when this whole thing kind of hit, mm-hmm. I was on tour with 10th Avenue North oh, um, wow. and I was on their farewell tour. Yeah. And so we were up in Washington state, uh, and three of the first counties in the United States that shut down were in Washington state. Mm-hmm. Um, when this whole thing hit and we had a couple of shows get canceled that weekend at first, it was like, I think we're going to have to cancel like a couple of shows and yeah. it immediately turned into tours over. Like, yeah. We're, we're going to go home. And so flew home and I mean, the whole world kind of stopped. And so we went from like running around and we moved into this house the second weekend of that tour um, like right before all this kind of shook out and started going crazy. And so like, uh, I mean, it was, it was a complete opposite of where we were, mm-hmm. um, as a family, like, like just the craziness of everything. And so it's, we are praying every day that this thing ends and yeah. everything is over with, but there's also this part of it that for us, we're trying to really savor, you know, this, this opportunity that we have to kind of sit, be a family, be still, just kind of hang out together and like sit around and eat meals and, and play cards together. Yeah, like I was out um, 
I was in the same boat as you. It was that same weekend. I was out with uh, Dan Bremness. Yeah, and I love um, Dan. we were. Yeah, I love Dan's one of my best friends, and um, he has since. Uh, I actually took that tour. Um, I was kind of in a in a month where I just didn't have a lot scheduled, and I was like, "He's like, hey man, can you come out and like it's an acoustic tour? Can you come out and do some front of house and like you know you have a lighting set up? Like, can you come kind of make it look? Yeah, of course, man. You know, yeah. you're a good hang. I'll let's come. So now, um, he had just bought a house in East Nashville that they're gutting and kind of renovating. And so now that we're off off tour, um, he put me in the TM to work uh, helping him build this house. There you so, go. <laughs> he just transferred the work somewhere else. But uh, no, it was, it's yeah. Yeah. See, l- luckily, all the hard work had been done to our house, and we have moved in. So I've been doing nothing, but I've I've hung up so many mm-hmm. curtains, bro. So many towel racks in the house, and so I'm thinking that maybe my side hustle when totally. this whole thing kind of shakes out is I'll I'll go into a very specific uh, low training carpentry business where I just go in and do little jobs after the big jobs are done. Good call, good call. I was thinking right. too, like I was I was talking about this with somebody, you know, and I, I, my fear in that I, I want to talk about because we went we just went there naturally, but my fear about what we're experiencing and 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 how this all relates to a podcast even is that I don't want to make this the COVID nineteen season of the podcast where that's all it feels like, but. But yet it's real yeah. and it's reality for a lot of people. And, you know, even the artists that are that are bigger artists, like I'm saying Justin Bieber is going to experience the hurt just as much as you and I are because um, his tour is canceled. And, yeah, the guy's got millions more than I do, but more mo money just means mo bills, you know, like. Yeah, absolutely. Like his mortgage is no, more than sure. I mine, you know, like he depends on different. Yeah. So we're all in this boat and. And which is why I want to tell our listeners, and I kind of want to segue to this, is, you know, you may have a streaming service, you may have a whatever, and you may go, well, I listen to music digitally. Like, hop on to Micah Tyler's online store, buy a shirt or something, because you're not shopping anywhere right now. Like, you're not going to try and stuff on at H&M or Forever 21. So go buy a shirt and support these guys, because you just moved into a new house. And, and that's that's got to be devastating when your your income is suddenly frozen and... Uh, the bills are not. No, for sure. I mean, the world is not stopping. And but you know, it's it's that thing of you know, you kind of mentioned like this not being like that COVID nineteen season of the podcast for you. But like in a weird way, like I, I know for us, like two years ago, we I live in the middle of the destruction of Hurricane Harvey. Yeah. So we had fifty inches of rain on my house in a little more than two days. Um, but the thing is, that was a very, like, it was a regional thing. And the country showed up in some incredible ways to reach out to victims from Harvey. Um, and when we have these tragedies that will happen in different parts of the country, the way that the, the rest of the country kind of reached out to them is really special and stuff. But this is like a completely global, everybody's affected. It's it's in the middle of everybody's lives right now. Yeah. Like, if your life is not being affected, then you're not doing it it right. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not distancing yourself properly. You're not caring enough. You're not trying to take care of things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, but it's, it's that weird thing. Like we're, we're kind of all in the middle of this, this thing, you know, at the same time. And so it's kind of become like a great equalizer. Like we're, we're all having to figure out what life looks like in the middle of it. And it's wild, man. Like there's not a, nobody gave me a pamphlet on this one uh, on how to figure out like, how to walk through this whole thing. I think we're just trying to kind of do it day by day and, yeah. Love our families and, and try to make sure that we're doing our best to flatten the old curve. 
Absolutely. I mean, it, this is tough for all of us. And as we try and listen to wisdom from leaders and and, and the government, and you know, I, I have no idea where things will be at when this airs. Because as we're talking, you know, we're maybe two weeks into all this uh, right now. It's kind of uh, first week of April, and you know, it's hard to know where we'll be. But for me, I've I've just been reminded that you know we gotta we gotta honor authority, honor honor our government, honor our leaders, and. And, and in all of that, and as hard as it is sometimes, as much as there's not understanding and, and we don't fully understand and it, it hurts and it's tough, uh, I think as, as believers, we, we ought to be people who respect uh, authority. And, uh, you know, again, I, I'm, we're, we're talking about this right now. Who knows where things are going to be in a few weeks? Because cause, cause right now, you know, we're being asked to stay home for two weeks or whatever that looks like. But, you know, I, I can do that. That's something I can do. And that's something that we, we as a family can do yeah. for sure. Well, Bart Miller had this incredible post as everything was, was, was kind of In really between his dancing going. videos. Um, in between dancing yes. videos, absolutely. <laughs> this is kind of a nice little precursor for the dancing videos. But like he made a post because because they cancel the rest of their tour and all of a sudden people are just shouting out like, oh, my gosh, you're obeying fear and you're like giving into all these things. And Bart just said, do you want to know what obeying fear would be? Obeying fear would be for us to continue to have concerts with the risk of getting people sick and people dying mm-hmm. because of like, money. The and fact funds that we're. And- Yes, we're giving up all these touring opportunities because we care about the rest of the country because mm-hmm. at a Mercy Me show, there's 6,000 to 12,000 people showing up for these things. Yep. And it's just like, it's just like a big Petri dish at that point. And so like they were shutting everything down like preliminarily because they're listening to what the people are saying and stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that everyone who gets behind a microphone has the authority to tell us what to do. Um, but at the same totally. time... I think that we can also do our part to be citizens of this world, mm-hmm. um, to 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 not give in to fear, um, but to live a healthy life. That's also like saying, "I'm not going to fear being alone." Yeah, I think some people are having a hard time with that. Right, like the fear that they're facing is like, well, I, I don't do well with my by myself because then I have to to think about all the problems going through. But what happens if God is isolating us so that we can? pull apart some of these things in us and take a break and take some time to be still mm-hmm. and know that he's God and have to deal with what those things are that we may have been trying to keep ourselves busy from being able to, to see and face right now. Yeah. It, I tell you, it, it feels so weird for me to be putting out an album in the middle of all this stuff. Yeah. Like it was, that was kind of a hard thing. It was like, is it like, it's so strange to be putting out a record. Like, should we do this? But I mean, honestly, man, the last three years that we've been working on this album, I've been trying to find songs that will bring people the hope of Jesus. Like trying to trying to write every song that we've written is with the hope that people would be able to be pointed back towards the only one who can save them, the only one who can sustain them, the only one who can walk beside them, who will undergird their situations, look over them and fill them up. And what so so now it's like, well, what better time to be able to put something out right now yeah. than the middle of this time where like there are people who are trying to to, to suffer, but also live like people who have hope. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think that's it's great because one of the things I have found, in, you know, you go on Facebook or social media and everyone's saying, you know, stay home, stay home, just just cancel everything, cancel everything. You're not going to be able to tour again until 2021. And I go, well, well, that's easy for you, you to say. You're still getting paid a salary. And I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm not saying that the medical stuff's wrong. I'm not saying that by any means, but I'm going... It's not as black and white when you have something on the line and you haven't lived in what I've lived. And I think I love what you're saying because you're somebody who has had to walk through seasons of 
going, God, what is this? This feels like one curveball after another. How am I supposed to possibly keep moving forward uh, on on this journey that I'm in with everything that's being thrown at me? And, you know, you were personally affected by the hurricane in 2017 that hit pretty hard. And then yeah. and then you had some other stuff uh, in your family that, that hit you pretty hard right after that. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so, so right before the hurricane hit, like weeks before my, my grandmother was diagnosed with, uh, bl- blood cancer. Wow. Um, but the doctor told us, said, Hey, look, with someone her age, this, she's in, she's in good enough health where we feel pretty optimistic about this. We've got good treatment. We're ready to go. Yeah. Before her treatment even started, um, we were hit by a stage. I mean, this, this gigantic hurricane, this category four hurricane that just, annihilated there's 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 still places that have not rebuilt in three years since this thing kind of went down and then we thought that that was going to be the biggest thing that we'd face like okay guy there's a lot going on this is gonna be the biggest thing that we face not knowing um that just a few weeks after the hurricane that my younger brother daniel would be diagnosed with stage four colon cancer and this is all kind of mounting up within two months and so we're going like okay god like have mercy. Like, can you, like, like you see all this stuff, like all piling up at the same time. Um, but man, I, I gotta tell you, like, it's one of those things to where now as we walk into this season, because the way the Lord walked beside us and the way that he showed that he is not just a promise maker, but also like a promise keeper, mm-hmm. like someone who says that he will be, he will draw near the brokenhearted, but then he actually does. Mm-hmm. And someone who says that I'll be provider, and he actually did, as we put together four rooms that got knocked out by this storm. Mm-hmm. As he said that he is healer, as he walked alongside of my grandmother, who's been in remission now for almost three years, wow. and my brother, who got to ring a bell last March as a cancer survivor too. So it's like we've we've been able to like walk. Goodness gracious, the the hills and the valleys and the highs and the lows and the ups and the downs mm-hmm. that go along with all that stuff. I mean, we've. We've had to face it head on whether we wanted to or not. Wow. And so now that we're in a situation like this, it doesn't make it not a big deal. It doesn't make it not feel daunting and scary and whatever. Yeah. But I think that the Lord has carved out these places in us that he has filled up with trust, mm-hmm. that he has been kind enough to show us that he is in control and that he is not forgotten about us and that he doesn't leave us on our own. And so even in this these times of isolation, we know that there is... Uh, that he is with us, that he is for us, and that he is going to walk us through this thing. Whatever this thing looks like on the other side, yeah. I don't know, but it but it doesn't make it not in his control, and that he is sovereign, walking through this whole thing with us. Tell me, like about, and I don't want to go too back too far because I want to talk about sort of what what God's doing now. But I think it, yeah. I think it might speak to some people who are are feeling a bit this way right now, in the middle of all that. You know, your grandmother, the hurricane, your brother. It's all piling up. There's a lot of unknowns. Like you get a diagnosis, but you you can't sit there watch watching the cancer shrink or grow. Like you're not getting daily updates that that are tangible updates. I I've said this one time in a, in a sermon I preached, and I said there was, and in that moment I said, God, I love you. I just don't really like you right now. And it was like me saying. You're in control, and you could control things, and it's it's like a personal trainer that's like pushing you and pushing you and telling you to keep going. It's like, yeah. I don't like you right now because I this is hurting so hard. How like were there feelings of going back and forth of like I trust you, 
I think I'm annoyed. I'm angry. Like what, what are some of those feelings going on? Cause I think a lot of people are probably feeling some of that right now. Yeah. <laughs> One of the really interesting things that God proved to us during that time, proved to me during that time is that he wants us to know him, but there's certain sides of him that he wants us to know maybe in a different order than we would like to know. So when all of a sudden there's a, Category four hurricane that's bearing down on your tiny little mobile home in your tiny little town. I'm going, God, I know that when you say peace, be still, the storm will stop because your Bible says that you are a protector. Will you protect Mm -hmm. my home? And Mm -hmm. then he didn't. Now, he protected. And listen, it could have been much worse. Could have been worse. Yeah, of course. Could have been way worse. But he did not protect us in the way that I asked him to. In the same way that when my brother was diagnosed with cancer, I'm saying, God, I know that there is healing in the name of Jesus. And I'm praying that you will be healer right now. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't. It was a year-long process of going through this chemo that was like tearing my brother apart. And we're tearing this house apart. But what, what ended up happening was in the places that I wanted him to be healer, he was comforter. In the places that I wanted him to be protector, he became provider. And so all of a sudden, I get to know Jesus in more ways than I asked. Because what ends up happening is he ended up showing himself as healer. And I got to know him as comforter. He ended up allowing us to put our house back together. So not only do I know that he protected our lives and protected some of the parts of my home, but also I got to know who he was as provider as we put this little, little house back together. And so yeah, I think that good. sometimes we, I, I made a video for my song Different. And I, I, one of the things that God had just very freshly taught me, I kind of shared in that video. And I have more people that come up to me and tell me like, like that that meant something to them too. Is, and it's just that God, God basically, when we walk through tough situations, he allows us to ask him two questions. There's two good questions we can ask him. Question number one, God, can you stop? Can you change these situations? Like, can you change the things around me? Can you stop the storm? Mm-hmm. Can you stop the cancer? Can you be these things? And he has the power to do all those things. But he also mm-hmm. has the power to say no to the first question. But then he's so kind because he invites us to ask him this second question, which is God, if you're not going to change my situation, if you're going to change my circumstances, if you're going to change the things around me, can you change something inside of me so that I can handle these things you're walking me through? And he has done that again and again and again for us. He has, he has yeah. changed our outlook. He has changed the way that we see things. He's changed the way that we love each other. He's changed the way that we see him and trust him. And that has made all the difference in our lives. And so sometimes we walk through tough situations so that God can show the attributes of who he is, but also so mm-hmm. that he can show us that, man, so, so he can draw us near to him so that we can look more like him on the other side of the situation, not just yeah. someone who got their way. Well, he, and, and this is the truth about it, is that God doesn't promise to change our circumstance, but he promises to change our perspective if we draw close to him. That's and it. I think... You know, as as I was reminded, um, typically my wife is the one who reminds me of the things that I know I should do, but I don't do. And right. she was like, you'll never have more time than you do right now to spend with the Lord. Not not writing, not producing, not making, not yeah. not planning. And, no, and, and, and we have that chance right now. We have that chance right now. And it's and, and there's not you're not ever going to look back and regret knowing Jesus more. That's good. Yeah. 
I gotta. Ooh. I'm gonna. Fr- we're gonna print that and frame that. That's a good one. I like let's, that. Let's let's crochet that one and hang it on the wall. I'm in. <laughs> Absolutely. With with your face, please. Listen, uh, man. That whatever it takes. <laughs> or like, yeah. We, <laughs> now available oh, at merch store. That's perfect. But man, um, I want to talk a little bit right now because I know you got another another thing coming up here. But new today is your brand new single, and uh, it's out now. And you know what? Uh, I I love the thing, and I say it's every podcast almost. I love clicking the three little dots on Spotify to see who's involved in the process. And yeah. one of the producers and writers that's just killing it right now, who I was a fan of back when he had a band called Bidwell like 12, 15 years ago, is Colby Wedgworth. And yeah. um, man, the guy's just killing it. Tell me a little bit about working with him and writing with him and some of the things that he challenges you in. Yeah, Colby. Colby has become one of my one of my best buds in this industry. Um, so I I met Colby because he was a he was signed as a writer to Fair Trade Services, which is the label that mm-hmm. I'm at. Um, and so when we, when I signed the record deal four years ago, we sort of have this conversation about like who who's going to produce these songs. So, so I wrote the song Never Been a Moment, had written the song Different. We we're trying to figure out who to produce these songs, mm-hmm. and uh, they said, Hey man, this Colby Wedgworth guy is just remarkable like he's like he's just got such an ear and like listen so i'm listening to drops in the ocean i'm listening to the river i'm listening to songs that he's already written on and produced i'm going like oh my gosh this is incredible so colby produced never been a moment and different from my first two singles from the last album um and with a couple of other songs song called directions that really never saw any light of day that i still think is just such a jam i still play it live i love it so much so colby was on that one um and so as we were getting ready to write this new album um, of course, Colby was in the first few names that we started calling and trying to get get sessions lined up with, and mm-hmm. uh, and and so Col- I had never met um, Paul, who who was in that writing session as well, and so um, the, Paul Duncan, the three of us all sat down and and started writing, um, and I walked into the room that day, and this was right before my brother was about to have an exploratory surgery in October of eighteen, so that they mm-hmm. could tell us how much cancer was left. And then wow. to see what they were going to do from there. And basically, because it, it had spread to like five or six different organs, like he was in, it was bad shape. And so they're going to let us know how much longer he's got. That stuff's real, man. Because, you know, same thing in my family, um, you know, lost my grandpa, the colon mm-hmm. cancer, who eventually went in, into the bone. And um, yeah. like, it's, it's no joke for men who are dealing with colon cancer that it, it can spread very easily. Yeah. Well, he had it in his stomach lining, some in his lungs, he had it in his lymph nodes, he had it in like possibly his liver, like all these crazy spots. Wow. So he'd been doing this like crazy chemo for months and months. And so we were right about to go to that meeting um, where he's going to have that surgery for like 12 hours to do this whole thing. Wow. Um, and I walked into the room with uh, Paul and Colby and I just told him, I was like, listen, I, like I, I'm pumped to write today, but if I'm being honest, um, just to put into perspective, this song could possibly play at my brother's funeral. Um, mm-hmm. Or it could be a song that we play in victory of him defeating his cancer. So he put some real teeth and bones all of a sudden into the song. And man, Colby was the one who had the idea. He just said, he said, man, I got this idea about how like, you know, it's his limitations that um, the Lord's mercies are made new every morning. And I was, and we were talking about how your mercies are new today. And then all of a sudden Paul just says, um, there is grace to start over and I can rest on your shoulders. There's mercy. Your mercies are new today. Mm. And so all of a sudden this song, just like three hours later, we, we just kind of flew through it. Um, 
felt special in the moment. We were about to meet a guy named yeah. Benji Cowart to go and, and write another yep. song that night. Me, Colby, and Benji were going to write. Paul bounced. Mm-hmm. And so we were about to go to the restaurant to go meet him for some dinner before we wrote. And, uh, and Colby just said, uh, hey, man, uh, do you want to try to get a vocal? And I was like, ah, we're running a little bit late. And all of a sudden, Benji texted and said, hey, my session's running late. Can we push it back like 45 minutes? And we're like, okay, great. So Colby said, hey, well, that gives us 30 minutes for us to write something before we go to the restaurant. I mean, not write, sorry, uh, to record something. Yeah, and yeah, so, get a good vocal. Yeah, just get, just correct and get like a work tape. So I hopped on the microphone and, uh, you know, Colby's one of those guys. I love, I love write, singing alongside of a producer who, mm-hmm. who is feeling what you're feeling. So if right. like something feels good, Colby's letting me know like, oh yeah, like he just gets so pumped and excited about those things. Mm. And he doesn't mind pushing back and being like, bro, I don't, I don't believe this right now. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Maybe we could try this yeah. thing. So he and I, I mean, my favorite vocals that I've ever gotten are with Colby. But so I ended up tracking this vocal, two takes, just to get it down. And we were done. Colby just kind of goes, that felt like something. And I was like, yeah, maybe so. So we ended up going to dinner. We wrote that night, wrote a pretty good song, you know, whatever. About a week later, I get this work tape in, and it's just a piano and the vocal. And the label calls me and just says, uh, we think this is really, really special. Mm. And I listen to it. I'm going, gosh, this feels like something. Really. So we went in and like threw in a couple of extra vocal things. Uh, a guy named Jeff Soika hopped on the song and helped produce the rest of it all the way home. Um, and and like, record, but like ninety percent of that vocal is the original vocal that we cut in two takes. Amazing that night. But it just, but it was, but oh, it right. was in that moment of me feeling those things of like what my brother was going through. The, and I'm just singing the song honestly, and it's become you know probably my favorite song on the whole record. So it's, it says a whole lot about him. Well, dude, tell tell me real quick, just as we wrap up here, how's your brother doing now? What's what's sort of the latest there? Bro, he's he's a year and a month now, cancer free. Praise God. Um, has been got, got to ring the bell last March and has had clean scans ever since. Amazing. He is. Uh, I got a text today that he is trying to cut his three year old's hair and it looks awful. Um, <laughs> it looks he it looks just like Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber, oh, which he's pumped about. I mean, somehow it's long on the sides, but his bangs are real high. Like it's just, it's it's a real. I feel like it's going to end up being a shaved head starting over type scenario. But uh, dude, he's doing great, living life. He's a youth pastor, and so he's he's trying to do the whole like figure out how to be interactive with yeah. his youth group during this time and and just continuing to do ministry. But yeah, man, just good stuff. Well, dude, praise God for that. And we're going to listen to that song right now. Um, this is new today with Micah Tyler right here on Overflow Beyond the Music. Micah, thanks so much for hanging out, man, and uh, had a blast getting to chat with you. And thanks for um, just sharing your story, being vulnerable, being real, and, and hopefully encouraging some people that are listening today. Hey, that's my greatest hope, man. Appreciate you having me, bro. Well, this is Josh McCabe here with Micah Tyler on Overflow Beyond the Music, the podcast. And this is new today by Micah Tyler. Check it out. There's my conversation with Micah Tyler on Overflow Beyond the Music. What a great guy. Make sure you check out his music. 
download it, buy it, buy some merch, and make sure you give them a follow on Instagram. We'll put that in the show notes for sure. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's at OverflowBTM. At OverflowBTM is where you'll find us. Got another great episode coming up for you real soon, so just stay posted on that. Make sure that you subscribe, though. Subscribe to our podcast, and you will find out when the new episodes release. That's all for this episode of Overflow Beyond the Music. I'm your host, Josh McKay. We'll talk to you again soon.